Bill Belichick, you done it again. The Patriots won a run-only game. Three passes. They win a crucial game. They're now atop the AFC. They send the Bills back down to the wild card on Monday Night Football. We have so much to unpack about that one. And also, we're getting closer to fantasy football playoffs, so it's time to start talking about that stuff here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, football fans. It is the Locked On NFL podcast. We're here on this Tuesday, December 6th, following up some Monday night football action. You've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, host of Locked On Vikings, and myself, Ross Jackson. Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, host of Locked On Saints. And we are here to get you caught up on everything you need to know around the NFL and more. And hey, today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by our friends over at On Location. On Location is the the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit on location exp.com slash SB56 or visit on location exp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. And as always, we thank you very much for making us your first listen of the day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. A proud part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Luke, we had a phenomenal Monday night game, an absolute marvel of a Monday night game. The uh, New England Patriots knocking off the Buffalo Bills, taking sole possession and ownership of the number one seed in the AFC. But before we start talking about the repercussions of this game, let's talk about why the result of this game was so uncanny. 14 to 10 in favor of the New England Patriots. And Luke, the NFL in 2021 on a per game basis per team throws the ball about 34.8%, excuse me, uh, about 34.8 times per game per team. These two teams combined for 33 passes because Buffalo threw 30 of them. Combined. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Buffalo threw 30 times in that wind? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, Josh Allen was a uh, lackluster 15 of 30, 50% completion percentage, in wind gusts of 50 to 55 miles per hour. The New England Patriots going the exact opposite route and threw the ball three times for two completions, 19 yards, and ran their way to victory. How did you feel watching this absolute beauty of a football game? (laughs) Boy, was it beautiful. I loved it. I look, the run game is awesome. And I know like just looking at how many yards the run game gets, you're going to think, oh, running is boring and it's old and it's like the old fashioned way, blah, blah, blah. But the run game itself is is dynamic Mm -hmm. and fun and it's interesting. And there's all sorts of uh, little nuances and stuff to pick out who pulls, who blocks, who does what kind of technique and all that complexity is so so beautiful when you really dive into it and this was just a buffet of of rushing i I follow a lot of high school coaches on twitter and i recommend that you do too because Mm -hmm. they love nothing more than teaching people the game they high school coaches on twitter are awesome and there was such a dichotomy between uh most of football twitter watching this game making (laughs) jokes about oh mac jones is sitting on the bench and how you know bill belichick won't pass the ball and like all this kind of hilarity 
and high school coaches were just like rabid. They're just like, oh my god, that's my kind of game. <laughs> and then you think about a high school. In a high school team, you don't always have a kid who can throw. Right. So they have to run these old 1950s single wing weird offenses that never, you know, that, but you know, you have some like crazy athletic kid that can basically be like Lamar Jackson, but he can't throw. And you can kind of run around and do all sorts of weird. Well, yeah. that's what the Patriots did here. Three passing attempts. They ran like 40 times in the game. And it's so like from a, a deep football perspective, this game is fascinating. Yeah. And to me, it probably goes on the pile of Bill Belichick's coolest accomplishments. Oh, for it doesn't sure. go up there with the Super Bowls or anything, right? Like it was cooler to hold McVay to three points or it was cooler to uh, to come back from 20 to three or whatever, right? But like in terms of a regular season win, this is just one of those memorable things where you'll, you'll think about it 20 years from now. Go, Remember one time Bill Belichick won a game and only passed it three times? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. First of all, thank you for the 28 to three reference. Warms my heart to hear that. Uh, but I do want to mention... <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I do want to mention, uh, these are the fewest pass completions in a game since 1974. Uh, the God, fewest, yes. Yes, the fewest in New England Patriots franchise history. And the Patriots became the first team since 1978 to throw the ball only once in the entire first half. They ran 46 <laughs> times. This includes kneel downs, by the way. Uh, and we were talking about sort of like the veer offenses and all of that that you see, the single wing, the, or, mm-hmm. you know, all of those types of things that you usually see at the high school level. And the thing about that is that, and you highlighted it, usually what happens is that you just want to make sure that you get the ball in the hands of the most athletic player right. every game. And the disparity and, in high school is super right. big, so that like matters. It's not like in the NFL where everybody's a super athlete. Right. And in this, you know, usually in high school, particularly in, you know, I see this all the time in Louisiana. Louisiana high school... Doesn't Louisiana high schools don't really produce top quarterbacks. It's starting to happen, but it's not really a thing that had been sort of like in-state prospects when it came to quarterbacks coming out of high school over the past few years, maybe even the last decade or so, not the strongest crop. And so what you would see was that they would just put the most athletic quarterback, the most athletic player at quarterback to make sure that the ball touched their hands. That's not the case with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is not the most athletic player on this, you know, on this team. And so to be able to also run this many times, 46 times, that includes the kneel downs. And to be able to lean on the running backs and the diversity of running backs that you have in terms of Ramondre Stevenson, who can run between the tackles, that can bowl over, and that has all that vision that everyone said he didn't have uh, coming in through the draft process, and then to be able to counteract that with Damian Harris, who can get outside, who can also run between the tackles, but who can get loose as well and uh, do some things in space that maybe you don't expect from a back like Ramondre Stevenson. The diversity of the play selection was really, really interesting to watch with the way that they were able to continuously put together a run game that didn't become predictable over and over and over again. I, I just thought it was really, really impressive to watch and really impressive to see. Yeah, and from the other perspective, from the Bills side of it, mm-hmm. this is kind of what you get for not having a run game. And the way the Bills constructed their offense is around their personnel, right? Josh Allen is who he is. Josh Allen himself can run, so you do options. He can, he's can. he got a cannon, so you throw deep passes, and that's your offense, right? Um, and... But not having like a traditional run game that doesn't work without the threat of the pass because of all the wind. You got to throw into that wind 30 times. Balls getting blown out of bounds. You kind of only really have like quick game throws and it's really easy to defend. And I mean, look, Bill Belichick's seen a lot harder things than a depleted offense that can't do what its identity is. You kind of get punished for that identity. And I mean, that probably leads them to more wins you know, it's probably worth taking this loss to be that way because it's led them to a lot of wins, too, and to the mm-hmm. AFC Championship last year and stuff. 
Um, but like it, it's not costless. This was the cost. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Oh, man. So look, the New England Patriots now sit atop the AFC. They sit atop the AFC East. And this win ends up having a bunch of different playoff implications, how it impacts the wild card race, how it impacts the playoff race, the playoff picture. And I just can't get over the fact that it was this sort of style of game <laughs> that you get here. 19 a passing weird one. yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19 passing yards from the New England Patriots. Now, of course, this is the same season where we saw a one passing yard game from a quarterback earlier on this season with the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields oh, in, a God, weird, right. in a weird game. And so, like, these things can happen, but to see it happen this way intentionally and for them to be able to put this together was just a really, really fun way to spend a Monday night, uh, along with watching, <laughs> of course, Joe Buck absolutely demolish Peyton Manning. Right. Uh, Joe Buck Just was fantastic. <laughs> nothing but good I, stuff tonight. Joe Buck, loosen him up with a couple of cocktails and get him on a podcast. This will be fun. <laughs> Come through, Joe. We'll, we'll have you on the show. Come on through. Come on through. Yeah. Uh, we should talk a little more about the AFC. Uh, but first, people will listen to a podcast like this for an edge, like with the Fantasy Forum or, or just for the power of knowledge. But with Boost Mobile, you get the power of saving money. With Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all of the latest episodes of all of your favorite Locked On shows. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can harness all of that brain power too, and the power of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. And with all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile to find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Also, Ross, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium less than 100 days away. It's coming up. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit, oh yeah, visit onlocationexp.com slash sb56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on locationexp.com slash SB56, or you can just search Super Bowl on location. All right, everybody, continuing on with this episode of Locked on NFL. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Luke, uh, we talked about how just impressed we were with this win, how much fun we had watching the game, and sort of what it meant for the Patriots, what it meant for the Bills, in terms of how it all shook out. But let's talk now about sort of the the broad scope. How does this impact the AFC, AFC East, both of these teams? Where do both these teams go from here and how does the conference shake out now? Yeah. So I, I have a concern with the bills, I guess is the mm-hmm. first thing. Um, because I, the, something about the bills got exposed here yeah, and not like a matter of toughness or whatever. Maybe they had a lack of toughness or something in this game, or they just kind of got outdueled by the guys in front of them. They lost in the trenches. It happens, but more the way that Leslie Frazier coaches, their defensive coordinator, he was a, Vikings head coach for a couple years. I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. And the way he coaches is very, very aggressive. He wants guys to fly upfield. That's why he gets guys like Ed Oliver and Jerry Hughes in the in the um and, and keeps those guys in the building. Um, he wants guys to fly upfield, be aggressive, and play a kind of more penetrating game. Mm-hmm. And that has pros and cons. One of the cons is that you can get trapped. And that's what a trap run is. The uh the the Patriots ran a ton of trap, as pointed out by Peyton Manning on the Manning cast. Yes. Um <laughs> They, they ran a lot of those plays where you essentially 
kind of make it look like you're going to forget to block a guy. So he comes shooting up field, feeling like he's going to take a big opportunity. And then somebody kind of comes in from the side and gets a favorable angle about him, a, a favorable angle on him. And the, what, what you can do with that is you can mess with the kind of math on either side. You can mm. bring somebody on the left side, let them shoot up field, block them with somebody on the right side. And then suddenly you just got a numbers advantage on the left side. That's mm. kind of the advantage of a trap play. And the Patriots use that a lot. And that's like a really good counter to the way that Leslie Frazier plays run defense. And because this game was all run defense, uh, I feel like other opponents might be able to steal a thing or two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there should be nothing. There, there should be no reason that, you know, the Bills, you know, move on several games throughout the rest of the season and then don't see that offensive attack in the run game over and over and over again. I mean, you know, every team should be deploying this as a part of sort of the game script against the Buffalo Bills moving forward yeah, because they, they have are to a, fix it. Yeah, they, I mean, they are a playoff team, and that's the type of team that, you know, in these other playoff teams are going to be building offenses to try to make sure that they're also able to stay alive in the postseason, get into the postseason, things like that, especially as the AFC continues to heat up and continues to warm up. And, yeah. uh, you and know, he until has the Bills to, show they can fix that, right? They're yeah. They're kind of stuck. And what they might have to do is back off the aggression, which kind of loses their identity and like introduces its own problems. So this, it's a rock and a hard place for the Bills, and it's a difficult coaching challenge that Leslie Frazier has to figure out now. And if they can figure it out, yeah, they can absolutely climb right back into the AFC or shoot, just win some road playoff games. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What about for the Patriots here? I mean, the Patriots just showed you that they can win in an entirely, uh, you know, in a way that we haven't seen and, you know, since what, 74. And so, <laughs> so, so at this it's point, World I mean, War II, right. So <laughs> at this point, you have to look at the Patriots and kind of say, okay, we have seen them now go on this, you know, big win streak. They're doing, they're looking really good right now. Um, the rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, is looking great. I know tonight's not really, you know, Monday night wasn't really a big example of that, being that he only threw three times, but he has looked great in the previous games. And, and now you see them be able to turn around and win like this. I mean, what does this say about the New England Patriots who now own the number one seed in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, we know what Bill Belichick can do with a bye and home to field throughout the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously everybody's scared of that. <laughs> um, yeah. But here's what I'm I'm going to say. The AFC still feels very open to me, even though I think right now the Patriots, I mean, they're obviously the hottest team in the AFC. They might be the single team in the AFC I can trust the most or trust mm -hmm. at all. But once you get into the postseason, you're a rookie quarterback. Right. You, you know, sometimes you Dak Prescott, you have a good game, but you don't win it. Right. Dak Prescott went 0 one in that game because of Aaron Rodgers heroics. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of see a future where you get a two versus seven or, you know, a one seed versus a whatever wild card team won some scrappy mm -hmm. wild card team. And Mac Jones, first ever playoff game versus like, what if that guy's like Patrick Mahomes, who's been in a couple of playoff games, right? Who's been <laughs> in a couple a back couple against. Times. Yeah. And he made comebacks in playoff games and mm -hmm. kind of had to be clutch. And, and he's got that experience. He's been through that emotional roller coaster. Mac Jones hasn't. Right. Um, outside of, you know, like being championships and stuff in college. Um, I don't know. AFC's still wide open, but the Patriots sure are hot. <laughs> Sounds to me like the, in that case, Bill Belichick would just run the ball 46 times and then, you know, see how it goes. Uh, no, <laughs> my work against Jeeps. That's true. It might actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think that it's so funny because we've been sort of looking at the NFC throughout this entire season and kind of, you know, I know I've been cracking jokes about how just terrible the, the NFC playoff race is, but there's something about the AFC playoff race that even though it's stacked with good teams, it's just as unpredictable, if that makes sense. It's, it's close. It's so tight. Yeah. yeah. 
And everybody's got a stinker in them, but it feels like the Patriots have figured something out. They've found some rhythm here, and then they rattle off like eight wins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no win streak lasts forever. Yep. So they're seven deep right now, seven straight wins. Can they keep the momentum going? The rest of their schedule, uh, they get a bye next week, and then they're at Indianapolis. They're at home versus the Bills. We'll see how they approach that one. Uh, Jacksonville on the road and then Miami at home. And, and we've talked about sort of the Miami being kind of this, you know, surprise team constantly when it comes to New England. They just tend to play really well against New England. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's it, there's no real... They could potentially not carry momentum into the postseason, which also could be a factor for a rookie quarterback. So uh, I'm really interested in this. And, you know, we'll see the way that all of this ends up shaking out. But right now, you got to love the way the Patriots are looking. Yeah. And and I I love the way the AFC is shaping out. And I love the way that, you know, we're going to have one of these rookie quarterbacks. Again, he didn't do much on Monday night, but this Mac Jones rookie quarterback, how far can he take the Patriots? We're going to get an answer to that pretty Mm -hmm. quick here. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about, you know, we have the, the, the Mac Jones conversation and being the best probably rookie quarterback of this draft class so far, right? In terms of the immediate success. Of course, uh, yeah. And the immediate team success. I, I wonder how much of it is Mac Jones, how much of it is the New England Patriots. I think that Mac Jones was pretty pro ready walking into right. the walking into the NFL. So I want to give him credit. But I am curious, like, you know, you take one of these other rookie quarterbacks and then move them to New England instead, what does their, you know, first year mm-hmm. look like versus where they are right now? Right. And I think what's going to be really interesting is who's going to emerge in the second year and then surpass Mm -hmm. Mac Jones, because that was kind of the take in the draft is that this was going to kind of play out this way. But look, we just watched a miserable game and wind and it was like sleeting before the game. Totally miserable. Uh, Makes you kind of want to escape, right? Maybe get somewhere warm. And with BeachBound.com Vacations, you could be bound for exactly that adventure. Bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, immersion, rejuvenation, or even encountering the unexpected. With BeachBound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit BeachBound.com today. All right, everybody, it is Tuesday here on Locked on NFL, so it is time for the Fantasy Forum. We are joined by our good friend, Marcus Mosher, Locked on Cowboys, Locked on Dynasty Football, at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Can I call you Mocus Marsher? Is that a thing? Sure. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Only if he misbehaves. <laughs> oh, Mocus. Uh, Marcus, you really That's a new one. I've never heard that before. It's great. Good. There you go. Mocus Marsher. See, you can create new things as well as innovate things. Uh, so as we get started, with our Tuesday Fantasy Forum, and I get away from this uh, debauchery of an in, uh, of, of an intro, uh, I want to dive into uh, fantasy football playoffs. Who are some of those league winners that folks should uh, make sure that they have on their roster starting going into the playoffs here? I think an easy one is Alexander Madison. He's probably already owned in all of your leagues because whenever he's played, he's been really good for uh, for fantasy purposes. He's never finished outside of the top 10 in running backs. Whenever he's been the clear-cut starter, He's getting all the work that Dalvin Cook would get when he's in the lineup. And it does sound like Dalvin Cook is eventually going to come back here over the next couple of weeks, maybe in time for your fantasy football playoffs. But in every single game that Dalvin Cook is out, Madison's going to play and he's going to put up stats. So make sure that he is somebody you have in your lineups. Uh, it, Luke, I'll, I'll ask you, how when do we think Dalvin Cook is going to come back? Obviously, he's not going to be back this week against Pittsburgh. Do we think he returns the following week? Yeah, he'll be week to week, I think, um, 
after the this Pittsburgh game. I'm I call like 95% he won't play against Pittsburgh and then he'll be like a week to week thing. So you'll be in your playoffs not knowing if he's going to start. You kind of got to react accordingly. If you are planning on going into the playoffs with Dalvin Cook on your roster, you better have a handcuff or you better have some backup plan ready cuz we don't really know. It's separated shoulder um and it's going to be a week to week thing. He's going to play through a lot of pain. He's a really tough guy, but yeah, that's it's up in the air. And I'll give you another guy that's that's sitting out in free agency probably right now. Uh, Jalen Guyton, uh, that's a oh, receiver yeah. for the Chargers, had a big play this yeah. week against the Bengals, four for 90 and a touchdown. Now, Keenan Allen on the COVID-19 list, he's probably not going to play this week. Uh, if you need a guy that's going to get some targets down the field, I think Jalen Guyton is somebody that could help you lead you into the playoffs over the next couple of weeks. The kind of guy like that him. can maybe... If you're the eight seed or if you're, you know, the four yep. seed and you're going up against the best team in the league, the kind of guy that can maybe help you stun them. And if you're looking for a tight end, how about Tyler Conklin? I know we're just, this is a Viking show uh, all of a sudden, yeah, but <laughs> uh, saw, a lot, saw a lot of work against the Lions, nine targets for uh, seven catches for 56 yards. I mean, you guys know right now, tight end is an absolute wasteland with mm-hmm. Darren Waller not playing uh, because of an injury. Right. Travis Kelsey really struggling. Uh, Dalton Schultz struggling over the last couple of weeks. Tyler Conklin is a guy that I think can get you 12 to 13 PPR points every single week, maybe a touchdown every once in a while. I think Tyler Conklin is a borderline tight end one the rest of the season. I I think that'll sustain, too, because A, Adam Thielen, high ankle sprain. We don't know how long that's going to be out, but we know that that can be a real bad lingering kind of injury. And with Thielen out... When they couldn't go to Jefferson, Conklin was kind of the next guy. Maybe K.J. Osborne, their wide receiver three, if you wanted a real deep flyer or like checkdowns, right? But also, because defense is key so much on kind of now the only real true skill player they have mm-hmm. in Jefferson, um, you know, any screen, any manufactured stuff, defenses are going to be all over it if you try to do that to Jefferson. So they've been throwing screens to like Tyler Conklin and yep. like a lot. So he'll actually get some manufactured touches, which sounds wild. Cause he's like a four, eight tight end, but it's a half a PPR point either way for you. Right? <laughs> yes. I'll also say this. Uh, this is going to be a tough week. A lot of times in week 14, this is going to be the week before your playoffs. Uh, we've got a bunch of injuries right now. No Adam Thielen probably this week to a high ankle sprain. We just got done talking about Keenan Allen. So you might be starting some pretty bad receivers in your lineup this week just to try to squeak by. And you, you're going to think this is a joke, but this is a guy that I'm considering starting in every in every league this year. It's Laquan Treadwell, who's actually put together yep. back-to-back Whoa. nice weeks. They're using him a ton. Uh, this, is a, this is a Minnesota yeah. Vikings show. So uh, 13 targets over the last two weeks. What uh, He's actually gotten the most targets any <laughs> Jacksonville wild. receiver. He 53 yards the week before, 62 yards this week. Kind of Trevor Lawrence's most reliable receiver. And if you know Laquan Treadwell's career, that's absolutely shocking. But somebody <laughs> that can get you 10 to 12 PPR points as a flex guy, it's, it's not the worst option in the world. It's pretty It incredible. says more about – I think that says more about the state of Jacksonville than it does about, like, Laquan <laughs> Treadwell. But, look, I mean, Laquan Treadwell's always been, like, a really hard worker. So, like, if he just figured something out, if he just finally clicked with a quarterback or something and it's been unlocked, like, sure, I would buy it. But it's probably just that they don't have anybody else. But hey, we don't care about that as fantasy people, right? Right. I do I do want to say that there was a play on Sunday where Jacksonville had on the field. It was Carlos Hyde at running back. It was Laquan Treble and Tavon Austin as their two outside oh receivers, and then a, 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 another fullback. Um, 
I don't know what's going on with Urban. This is so sad. It's it's <laughs> it is in Who could have incredible. possibly seen this coming? I love that we're here in 2021. We're talking about Laquan Treadwell being somebody to grab in fantasy. We're watching Cordero Patterson yep. have like this yeah. resurgence in his career. And Adrian Peterson ran for uh, another touchdown this past week. I'm going to walk into the ocean. Todd Jim Brown's <laughs> record. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, and if we're talking about old guys, Dwayne Eskridge scored a touchdown for Seattle. It's really, really good to see that. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I do want to ask you about. I do want to ask you about a running back in a running back situation at the moment. Uh, you know, running backs have been. Luke and I were kind of talking about this the other day while we were throwing axes, so there's a little bit of a peek <laughs> behind the curtain, uh, about sort of like if you drafted it within, you know, the top half of your fantasy league, your draft picks might not be on the field at this huh. point in the season, right? Because there's been this sort of like rash of injuries across the NFL, particularly at the running back spot. And so with some of those, you know, Alvin Kamara hopefully coming back soon here over the course of potentially this week going up against the New York Jets, definitely a name to watch. Are there any other players that could be coming back from injury here soon? Maybe not specifically at the running back position, but elsewhere that you want to get back in the lineups as quickly as possible and not really be bothered by the fact that they're coming back from injury? Yeah, I do want to keep an eye on the Derrick Henry situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, he's obviously not coming back this week or next week, but mm-hmm. as we get closer to the fantasy football championships, it does sound like there's a chance the Titans could have him active in week 16, 17, 18, and that's all we care about from a fantasy purpose. Uh, I just think once he gets back on the field, they're going to give him his usual touches. Uh, so that's somebody I'm keeping an eye on because we know that he can be a league winner. It's just how soon does he get back on the field and win us championships. Snow's hitting the ground. It's getting cold outside. It's time for fantasy playoffs. It's going to be a real fun uh, couple of weeks here on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Marcus, Marcus, thank you so much for coming and giving some advice. Of course, anytime. Hurting my feelings multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) Staple of the show, right? (laughs) Of course. All right, you know what's coming on Wednesday? Power rankings with Tony Wiggins and James Rapine. They'll get you all hooked up with that. Once again, thank you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They'll help you get your bets straight. We'll see you all tomorrow here on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.